Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bianyash. Today, I'm here with Murray Pover. Hello. How are you? Good, actually. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming onto the show. We've been chatting for a little while about <laughs> getting know. you on. We're finally here. I'm glad um, to be here. I'm glad it's worked out. Yeah. For now, so. I know when we first talked about it, it was like summer outside and we're wearing <laughs> shorts and now it's like cold. That's right. and, oh. um, but it's worth it. Um, it's warm in, this, in the studio. So <laughs> it, we is, can it feels summery in here. <laughs> it feels really warm in here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, for everyone who's listening, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, um, I'm Murray Pulver. I am originally from Portage La Prairie. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, a musician, though, I guess, um, full-time musician for the last, it's going to date me, 26 years. And uh, so, um, I've been in many different situations. Grew up playing in my parents' band out in Portage La Prairie. Studied music for two years. Uh, started playing around t- the city here because um, it was a big move coming from Portage to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I kind of always just threw myself into every musical situation I could as a as a young, uh, you know, student of music. And uh, I uh, lucked into a spot, I guess, when I was about 23 to play with Crash Test Dummies and tour the, we toured the world and I was, you know, I actually couldn't believe it. This small town kid, you know, never played west of brandon or east of of uh kenora <laughs> and here i was touring the world so that was pretty wild and mm-hmm. bizarre and uh i just every time i was home i kept involved in the winnipeg music scene and and still played with a lot of friends here i ended up somehow in a in a country band called doc walker mm-hmm. uh, portage La prairie guys good friends yeah. uh, of mine and uh just from recording i played on their first two albums and then uh, ended up going on tour, I thought, for maybe eh, maybe a year at the most, and it turned into 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And wow. Uh, like I said, in that time, I just kept uh, uh, in touch with the local music scene and doing uh, playing gigs and, and you know, recording and stuff, and uh, eventually moved to Nashville for three years. Wow. Uh, in Yeah. Wow is right. It was crazy. I, I would never have done it if it were not for my wife. <laughs> she uh, She's the... Uh, the guts behind the, all the guts, this. Yeah. And so, um, lived in Nashville for three years, uh, from 2007 to 10 and, uh, came back. I was still in doc Walker at the time and, um, uh, played another couple of years with them. And, uh, I've been sort of recording and producing, I guess, for the last bunch of years and mm-hmm. work, working uh, a lot locally and, and with some, um, some acts, uh, internationally and, and, or throughout the country, and yeah, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Make music, and uh, and yeah, I mean, there's so many different aspects of music. Yeah. That, so I play, and I record, and I uh, do some writing, and mm-hmm. yeah. Did you ever think when you were younger that music was going to be like the thing you did? When I, you know what, um, I got the bug, I guess, in my late teens because I always wanted to be a soccer star. Oh. <laughs> my dad was from Germany well, and yeah. it was just like, that's what was in our house. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's all I lived and breathed. And then, uh, I made 150 bucks on a gig and I was just like, Oh, oh music. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know that 150 bucks was pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> I still make less than that at times. And, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just, uh, I guess sort of late teens, um, music kind of the bug hit me and I was just like, Oh, I couldn't really think of anything else mm-hmm. and like that I wanted to do. I was just, you know, yeah. dove in head first and immersed myself in it. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think, um, 
never looked back. I told myself after I went to music college for two years that uh, I was never going to never going to do another sort of day job. But with that comes a lot of risk and, yeah. and you really got to work a lot of pressure, know, a lot of pressure. So I, the pressure's still on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so even before your, your teen years, how did, what kind of, or what was your life with music when you were younger? Like were, did your parents have you in lessons or? Yeah, I took lessons for a bit. I was, I was kind of started with drums but then I realized as a kid, Hey, Elvis never played the drums. Oh. You know, it's <laughs> like, uh, what was the, you know, nobody's in the back there. Um, yeah. uh, getting the attention and not that I uh, am an attention seeker anymore, but yeah. as when a kid young, I was, yeah, yeah. it's just like, yeah. So, uh, I sold it. I'm sure my parents, you know, lost a lot of money. I just sold it and, and got a guitar mm-hmm. and, uh, and, um, but, you know, it was one of those kids who never practiced or anything. I thought, you know, the, it would come a lot easier than it really yeah. is. It's like every single student I've ever taught. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so much work, you know. Yeah. The, um, and so I, I, you know, just hung out with friends, a couple friends of mine, um, you know, uh, in, growing up in Portage Prairie were in, are in propaganda still. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like yeah. it was a bunch of kids, really talented kids out there that uh, – you know, founder found each other and, and, uh, would play in different bands and a lot of basements and, yeah. uh, community halls and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't look back at, you know, those yeah. years as anything but great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, so you got involved with that. How did you go from just playing the guitar, maybe playing like Elvis and all that mm-hmm. uh, to writing your own? To writing my team. Well, you know, I guess as soon as you start to learn a few things on your instrument, you start to dabble with making stuff up, right? And um, I guess as a kid, I always uh, did make stuff up. And I was, you know, I grew up in a a bad era of music, many would say. (laughs) And so I... uh, I, you know, I'd make up a lot of instrumental kind of music and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I just felt uh, like, and I and I still kind of feel like it. I've always been a good collaborator as a writer, okay. somebody to bounce ideas off and, and sort of go, hey, you know, throw in my two cents because I've never felt like I'm uh, an artist in the sense of having something to say. You know, yeah. like, you know, there's many creatives that I know that wake up with a, a song in their head or a or a lyric or a story to tell or, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I love reacting to somebody's story or somebody's okay. lyric or idea. And so I feel like that's the kind of songwriter I am is more so than a storyteller or, um, or I wouldn't even call myself a songwriter. I guess I'm a good collaborator. Mm-hmm. Good collaborator. Oh, yeah. well, that's a good skill to have because I know, like, speaking personally, that mm-hmm. like that's hard to be able to just throw ideas out onto someone and not and like be rejected. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and to feel confident enough yeah. to do that. Yeah, that is well. It comes with a lot of uh, rejection, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. and you you just have to grow a thick skin. But I feel like. Um, uh, that's just you know something. It's it's happened by being at band rehearsals and stuff, mm-hmm. and like. Yeah, I couldn't help but throw out ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And and seeing people react to them, it's kind of like, oh, maybe yeah. I've got some validity to oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, especially, or, I guess if it's your friends in the group, it's, yeah. it's easier rather than just like a random stranger. Hey, let's clap. Yeah, and it's become that now. You know, sometimes that you. I, I, but I honestly feel like a, now that I do a lot of production, I feel like everything is about relationships, right? Absolutely. You really have to get to know the person before you can really work with them you know yeah. and and you know i could throw out my two cents about a million people's songs but um 
but they might just go, well, screw you, Marie. You know, yeah, <laughs> my uh, idea is way better. Who are you? Yeah, anyway? who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kind of feel like, you know, it's all about relation. Music's about relationships. Mm -hmm. Have you always been interested in the same kind of music or have you always liked all genres? I'm all over the map, honestly. And I mm -hmm. think that's because of just the way I grew up. My my dad was a fan of everything, you know, and and. <laughs> Their band was called The Variations. <laughs> they played everything, uh, a variety of styles. And uh, okay. so I grew up listening to everything. And yeah. I didn't have any older brothers or sisters, or, you know, any siblings. So nobody really influenced me that way. It was, it was <laughs> my parents' music <laughs> yeah. and what they listened to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, luckily I had some, you know, good teachers along the way and, and people that could sort of throw some music my way. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just all over the map. And I, to me, it's always been, is it good music or is it something I'm not into? You mm -hmm. know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you think that's helped you with your producing and, and being able to collaborate with, with different types of artists? For or? sure. I think it, it's it's because I have an open mind to different things. Yeah. And, 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 and I, you know, uh, I think I've, I've listened to so much different kinds of music that I, different things influence me and, 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 uh, come out somehow, you know, however that happens, however it seeps through your skin and mm -hmm. your ears and your mind, um, comes out eventually in, in some shape or form, you know? And, uh, so yeah, I, I love working on different genres. Uh, it's like I said, there's good and bad in each genre. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so <laughs> Let's try to make it good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Mm. Um, so we had opened with a song called Vulture Choir, a mm -hmm. song that you had uh, co-written with the bros, Landreth, mm -hmm. um, which was also on your album, The Guest's Album. It is, yeah. Uh, what, what, what inspired that uh, that song, yeah. um, again, well, here's a good example of collaboration. Mm -hmm. Joey Landreth um, was in a country band briefly, um, and, you know, they were signed in the U.S., and, and basically he was sort of brought along. Uh, uh, apparently, he was going to be playing on the record and singing and all this, but he heard a lot of uh, – he got a lot of uh, – you know, uh, people in LA telling him, well, Oh, you're going to be a, a star. You're going to be this, you're going to be that. Uh, we want you to write with, you know, uh, <laughs> some, you know, mega star or yeah. something. And it just always was, well, you're going to write with the mega stars hairstylist today or something, you know, it was okay. just kind of like <laughs> LA, all this yeah. runaround. Right. Yeah. And he discovered that, um, there was just a lot of people wanting a piece of your pie basically. Yeah. And, and, and he he referred to them as vultures. So he had this mm -hmm. first verse written, um, you know, about sort of that experience and how, how it, you know, there's all this gorgeous stuff around in L.A. And but really at the heart of it, he felt really crappy because, you know, there was just all this ugliness going on yeah. around him. And 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 like I said. Uh, he referred to it as vultures, and then all of a sudden, this chorus just kind of fell out of the sky. We we're like vulture choir, <laughs> you know, and because uh, that's what they were—it's just a bunch of them. Yeah. And uh, so it—that's it, uh, how it came about. It, we sat down maybe two times with it, and and uh, and the performance you heard is is basically the band playing live, and that's the third take, just with redone vocals, but mm -hmm. uh, but really uh, captured some magic, I think. Yeah, it's a great 
I like, I like how like laid back it is. Yeah, it's but very laid very back. powerful kind of message. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take a little break in just a second, but yep. I want to talk about your the next song, uh, Renaissance Man, <laughs> okay. uh, which you who, which you wrote with Brad Brad Roberts, Roberts from Crash the Stummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what's the story behind that? You had <laughs> well, a, a, something cool in the email, but I'm, I'll let you say it. Oh well, um, well yeah, Brad. Uh, I mean, I used to about. How old was I? So, oh, man, it's a long time. I'm old. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, so about 23 years ago, I uh, got a call from Brad Roberts of Crash the Stummies, and they had just had huge success. They'd sold 10 million records around the world. And, wow. and uh, you know, kind of a Winnipeg, uh, you know, rock history story, really. And, you know, uh, I got this call. I was teaching at, in Portage of Prairie, teaching guitar, and I got this call from Brad. And it just seemed surreal because, you know, that's somebody I'd seen on videos and, you know, and, yeah. and heard. And, uh, and he, um, and he uh, basically said, you know, um, I, I want you to come audition for our band uh, to go on the tour, uh, to go on tour uh, for the, our next however long. Mm-hmm. And it ended up turning out to be a four year uh, time with them. And uh, I got to record on some of their albums. Uh, and uh, so I, I hadn't had a relationship with Brad for probably a couple of years. Um, and I had this idea of like, well, it'd be great, you know, if I could collaborate with Brad and, and uh, so we couldn't come up with an idea really of, of what to write about. Yeah. So finally I was like down to the wire. Basically we had to get this record done and, uh, and I still hadn't had a song idea for Brad. And so I just sent him the music. It was kind of pretty wacky. And, uh, he came up with an equally, equally wacky lyric mm-hmm. and I sent him the track to New York where he lives yeah. and he sang it. And, uh, I sang a pile of harmonies on it, and uh, I said I want a female to have the chorus. So he wrote this song called Renaissance Man, and uh, Sarah Duga, who's originally from Winnipeg, uh, sang the chorus. And oh, it's wonderful. a wacky tune. <laughs> awesome. So everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash. I'm here with Maury Pulver. We'll take a quick break while listening to Renaissance Man. <laughs> Reminding me not to forget You 
never be my Juliet. That Romeo was virile and strong. That I had been around too long. That if I thought I had a chance, I might try comedy, but not romance. Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. It's Ashley Binyaj. I'm here, still here with Marie Pulver. I haven't left. Yeah, good. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm worried. Like, what do they just get up and leave? What am I going to do for the rest no, of the show? Oh, why would they leave? You're nice. <laughs> oh, great. Good. good. Uh, we just finished listening to Renaissance Man. Uh, kind of a wacky. It's all wacky. Yeah. rock. Um, really exciting. Who knows what um, it is? I'm not really sure. No, yeah. I think that's more exciting. You're like, what yeah. did I just listen to? Then they have to replay. Then you got yeah. two listens to right. it online. <laughs> So it's a win-win. Good, perfect. Um, keep that in mind. So uh, we talked about the bigger beginnings in the in the music or Winnipeg uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you, what? Well, how do I want to word this question? Mm-hmm. Um, how have you watched it progress over time? Like, how has it changed since you first started the actual uh, scene? Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's interesting. There was a lot more places to play when i when i first started and and it seemed like there was uh, like i could gig as a sideman sort of guitar player i could gig four or five times a week mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> you wow. know yeah and and some of them were three nights in one place or whatever but that was even at a like a at what used to be times change is now times changed yeah and i'd play there thursday friday saturday mm-hmm. and um then I'd play out at Joe's Garage in Transcona for the next week, you know, and whatever. Like, I'd be all over the map. Um, 
at the, the Winnipeg map. And mm-hmm. uh, you could play a lot. And, and you could actually – what was exciting I found was I was in seven different original acts at mm-hmm. one point. Wow. Just so- – and they could play original music, you know, all these nights of the week from a Monday to a Sunday. Who knows? You know, and, mm-hmm. and it was – and uh, that was – it was an exciting time um, for me because I, I was, you know, like I said, coming from Portage of Prairie, meeting people from Winnipeg and like, oh, wow, like there's, oh, man, I, I you know, I, yeah. I was a total music nerd. So I'd figure out who was doing what and, you know, just uh, um, try and get to know them somehow because, mm-hmm. you know. Let's be friends. Yeah, yeah, let's be friends. And before Facebook, yeah. you know, <laughs> can we be fake friends? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Um, so it was a pretty exciting time. Like another guitar player that was um, playing around town at the time was Luke Doucette, you know, who's mm-hmm. in Whitehorse and, and uh, he was, he's from Winnipeg and, you know, I, I, lots of great musicians who I still uh, do stuff with now. And, and my goal at the time was always to play with, play in any situation I could because I felt like I'd learn from each situation yeah. even if it was like oh i never want to play a jazz gig in my life again <laughs> you know at least i learned that and yeah. that's not the case i just can't really play jazz so mm-hmm. um it's uh, hard yeah it's you got to dedicate yourself to that yeah it's almost like you have to practice <laughs> oh man <laughs> i don't have time to practice <laughs> um so you know i, I that's I, I found the scene very exciting that way and uh and there was a lot more sort of rec- well can't say there was more recording going on there were more studios and stuff mm-hmm. going on um but you know like or maybe it was easier to to find recordings because i think there are a lot of people doing recordings yes yeah, yeah but a lot of them doing wherever you know yeah. they're in their basement or they're on their computer mm-hmm. and you know somebody could be making a some crazy dance hit right out there in the yeah. uh, in, in the little restaurant yeah, restaurant you <laughs> yeah. know like it, it's just music's being made everywhere Absolutely. And, and so it's equally exciting. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Do you think it it kind of hurts newer artists that are in the local scene, or do they? What, what would you think they have to do differently now to be heard? Well, I find I think young acts have to work harder to get. Uh, I'm assuming so uh, to get attention or or be heard. Mm-hmm. I found like it used to be more like if you were good, word would spread. And, and like, I mean, there's just so much out there for your entertainment dollar these days. Like, oh, yeah. do you want to stay home and watch Netflix or should we go out in the freezing minus 30 and watch a local band? Yeah, that you probably never heard of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I just think nowadays it's I, I mean, it, I know there's music fans out there. Everybody's listening to music. Yeah. Not, you know, just maybe not the same sort of way of approaching it. And so it's uh, it's just different, you know, and I, I think it's. I think it's difficult nowadays to be heard. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I know. I definitely agree with that. So even if you say like, Hey friends, can you play? Like, Oh yeah, we'll listen to that. Sure. And then did they actually though? Right. Um, how do you, it used to be like the, well, I'm playing a show and people would go, Oh, we're coming out and Mm -hmm. they would actually come out. Yeah. And, but you know, shows are still packed. Like, I mean, like it's just, it's just different. And maybe I just don't go out anywhere. I'm Mm -hmm. watching Netflix. Yeah. Well, I mean, Netflix is fun. It is. There's too much good stuff on there. That's too much. Um, (laughs) so I forgot where I was going to go with that. Um, ah, whatever. I totally interrupted. No, it's, no, it's fine. (laughs) I'm really good at forgetting what I was talking about. Um, so it's, Oh, now I remember. Uh, so <laughs> have you noticed any kind of reoccurring themes in the su- successful artists that you've worked with in terms of maybe their online presence or how they approach mm. their music? 
I think uh, more so than online presence or anything is just a work ethic and and talent. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> well, I'll do it. go figure. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's kind of Thanks. like, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's just it. Yeah. Things that uh, that get noticed. Uh, I mean, as soon as something's really good, I think people take notice Mm -hmm. and um and it finds its way you know and uh i mean you know online presence too i i I don't know like i i guess so Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i just kind of feel like things that have huge online presence probably also back it up with you know some kind of talent or some, some kind of <laughs> some pretty yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty substantial talent and mm-hmm. uh and and th- I, I guess so i I've, i still always still always feel like cream rises you know to yeah. the top so yeah okay I, I don't know no yeah that didn't help so let's just move on it didn't help <laughs> <laughs> no it makes sense but that's an important thing to take away from that is like if you want to make an uh a, like a impression on people you got to work hard and you do i mean no one's gonna just hand you yeah uh, you gotta be followers and stuff and yeah you have to be in people's faces you have to learn from people yeah like you have to really seek out information from uh everywhere you can to make yourself a better musician or a better you know, communicator of better songwriter, whatever yeah. you have to, I, I always think it takes community too. Like it's hard to do it all on your Absolutely. own. And so, uh, I, I've always felt like I couldn't do what I do if I did, wasn't surrounded by certain people. And, um, you know, I, I it's, it just takes hard work and, and, and you got to really want it, you know? <laughs> and if you have really, that, really, really yeah, want it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, desire, you know, like that's a huge, it's effort comes from desire, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, um, yeah. It's it, it's. Uh, I don't know if there's any other, and learning as much as you can about music, and and educating yourself that way. Like I feel like maybe there's some of that is lost. Like and people aren't doing that as much. You know, it's yeah. you kind of. I mean, you can learn a lot on your own, mm-hmm. but it, I think there's nothing like human interaction. Music is human and yeah. music is about communication. Uh, and, and you can learn a lot by surrounding yourself with people that know a lot about it or you, mm-hmm. or things that you like about what they offer, you know, Absolutely. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Surrounding yourself with people that, uh, can help educate you, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, people who are better than you and mm-hmm. you can learn from them always surround yourself with people people that are better than you i think mm-hmm. you know and uh and it's, and it's funny what you will learn you know some i i've i've, I've had opportunities to um you know work with some some incredible producers and stuff and it's always mind-blowing what i learn from from them and some things are like wow i'll never do that yeah. oh, <laughs> you yeah, know so yeah. even if it's learning what not to do that, you know? yeah, that can be helpful that, yeah, way, yeah, that could save you an it. experience or two yes so on the note of production uh mm-hmm. how did you get involved in that i think it was just like honestly from uh i feel like i'm a i'm, I'm not technically minded at all but of what i often um, and, and production, you know, can be many different things. Right. Um, uh, for me, it's all about music and song. Right. And so, uh, whenever I was in these original acts that I got to play and I'd always throw in my two cents or my, uh, you know, who maybe more sense if, if <laughs> <laughs> or no sense yeah. at times, I just kind of felt like I couldn't help myself because, you know, music is so instinctual that I, I would just like, Oh guys, we should be going to the 
chorus right here. Forget about the rest of the verse. Like yeah. it just doesn't feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so that always just really interested me. And I, like I said, I just. I guess I'm a bit passive aggressive too. And so I couldn't help but throw yeah. my ideas out there and, uh, but in a nice gentle way, you know, mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, you know, it'd be the come to the point where like the band would just say, you know, we want to record some songs. Why don't you just produce it? And that was daunting to me. Like I felt like, Oh I don't really know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yes, yes, you do. You know what we should be singing. You know what chords we should be going to, yeah. you know, when the, and so I, I sort of jumped into it with a lot of different great engineers in the city here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and like, honestly, like engineering for me, uh, engineering a project, like working the board and all that stuff is the least interesting to me mm-hmm. because I find like, I'm so focused on music and, 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 you know how to bring the song across yeah the but, ideas in your head yeah i just want it want it to happen so yeah. i rely on people um you know to 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 be that for me mm-hmm. um and people that you know i've worked with they they know how to interpret what i what i'm looking for and stuff so um yeah production to me for for the way i approach it is all about song first artist first i want the artist to sound to be the best they can be. And it's not about trying to, I really want them to have their own voice and, and sound like somebody unique, you know? And, yeah. uh, and I think once uh, that's what I think your goal should be as a producer. I, I'm not a fan of making somebody sound like oh, flavor of the month or whatever, you know, like there's already a, a Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> or the, or there's po- a, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, w- you know, if we make another one, I mean, it's just like, well, why would they, why would someone want to go for this new, not so Beyonce? Yeah. They have Beyonce right <laughs> we here. We got the real one. Exactly. You know, it's the, yeah. so I've kind of always tried to put, uh, my weight on having, um, great song and make the artist come through in yeah. that song. So when you're looking at a project or a project has been has approached you, what are you looking for and things that do you always say, yeah, let's do it? Or do you need to see something going with that music? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah, because I do several different genres. I I just kind of like I said, I I think it's about um, getting to know the person and what they're kind of going for and what who Mm -hmm. they are as an artist. And if I feel like I can contribute to it and. Uh, and they're willing to go with me, you know, on how I can s- kind of vision their project. Then I think, you know, I think we have a working rela- relationship and, and it can work. And so that be, a, you know, be it a bagpipe group from wherever, <laughs> if I think there's some validity to their songs yeah. and uh, and uh, and they feel like if you just feel like, you know, you connect with them as a person, uh, then I think you can make music together. And and so that's kind of how I've approached it is, is all about relationship and and mm. and and trying to make the song the best it can be bulletproof you know basically in our minds like well can it get any better as a song uh just if i was to play it here on acoustic guitar and and sing it is the song whole then then they were ready to record it you know Mm -hmm. and not until that point yeah so that's kind of how i approach producing and and it's just about again getting to know the people absolutely so if someone was going to bring a project to you what should they have ready or prepared for you that would help i guess speed up that process yeah um 
songs sort of completed. Songs. <laughs> yeah, songs, I guess. So I think that's it. You know, I love to hear, if it's a band, I love to hear them uh, interpret the songs. I love yeah. listening to the song and reading the lyric at the same time so I can, because I'm not a good, it's funny, I, I take in music differently. Well, everybody takes it in differently and you yeah. get lost. I get lost in melody and and how the rhythm is and 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 quarterly what's happening you know i i i I get lost in that first before i do a lyric you Mm -hmm. know uh so it helps me to to see the lyric so it reflects the music you know and because i find i wouldn't listen to the lyric i might catch something yeah but um everybody just listens differently right Mm -hmm. so i i feel like you know if, if somebody were to bring me songs and and uh interpretations of their songs and so i get a sense of style what they're what they are and who they are uh and and uh take it from there you know mm-hmm. um and and some people are all over the map like i mean so it's kind of trying to find out well what are the strengths of these things and and what which way do we sort of help you go yeah yeah because yeah, a lot of people uh, will have might have 20 songs but there'll be eight different kind of approaches, you know, and, and, um, and that's just interesting to try and help some people. So uh, like a solo artist, quite often I find with a band, they kind of, by playing together, they get to have their own sound, right. And their own, the meshing of the personalities. But when you have a solo artist, it's, it can be tough because, uh, they might just, not quite get their focus yet you know if they especially because there's nobody there to bounce off ideas off right? yeah it's all yeah. them it's all their instrumentation it's all yeah. their lyrics all their right. melodies yeah right. that makes and sense. some people really know but some people just uh have have uh just they just need to find their focus and so you try and help that mm-hmm. and uh can okay i was gonna say can <laughs> that be how much uh of your influence is put into that sometimes do you feel like you're sometimes kind of running the show a lot or um well, honestly, I want to hear less producer and I yeah. want to hear more artists. So mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm doing my job, if I can bring out what that person or artist is all about and, and, you know, there's, and so I kind of encourage, I, I used to do a lot while well, I still do a lot of playing on projects, but I'm kind of sick of hearing myself on somebody else's thing. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to bring in other personalities that I, I think can help the music um just because i mean uh, you know then it would it might just sound like uh person a here with murray you know and it's like well am i doing them any favors not Mm -hmm. really because i'm still at home when they go out on tour and whatever you know it's trying to to sometimes hook people up with you know just get the right connections happening Mm -hmm. and so i i feel like uh as a producer you're just your best uh where my approach is just to bring out the best in them mm-hmm. so let's say for example you find that a lyric or a line isn't working or you can probably possibly improved how um faithful should those artists be to their own ideas and or should they agree with you and always change it or and or when should they have that kind of place where they need to keep their foot down like no this is the lyric that i need to keep into the song oh yeah no i would never get in the way i don't okay. think of i feel like Definitely the artist, uh, it's coming from a deep emotion or a, or a place in their heart, right? Mm-hmm. So 
who am I? I? I rarely make judgment calls on something like that. I could just say, maybe there's a better way to say this or, you know, and there always is a better way to say something, yeah. you know, and, and it's been the same ideas and music have been written uh, yeah. many times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But people are still saying it differently. Yeah. So it's, uh, um, I, I would never get in the way of, of, you know, if somebody's digging in their heels and like, Murray, I think you're crazy. That's a, that's my favorite lyric. Okay. Awesome. Right. Well, let's surround it better. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe there's something that's just, I feel as a disconnect or something. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And just kind of like work around it. Not yeah. To like yeah. Well, yeah. Them. Your job, I mean, you, at the end of the day, you have to realize you want to make the artist happy and, and it's their project and, and it's their, uh, you know, it's their name on it forever. Yeah. And so you got to uh, make sure that they're very thrilled with the process and also the end product. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. That's fair because. It, it, it is true at the end of the day if they're not happy with it yeah i don't want to put have some make a record with somebody and have them go two months later oh, oh i hate this uh yeah. you know it's just Can't like, believe you made me do that yeah <sighs> murray's such a yeah okay i wish we could talk more about that um but i'll take another break and we're gonna listen to the song uh church okay uh, by donna mara so uh, what's the story behind this song? Well, you know, uh, I have uh, I, I picked it because I do a, a lot of stuff um, where I just play on people's music, like play a guitar, and mm-hmm. I um, uh, I play on a lot of country, like mainstream country music. Yeah, <laughs> and I do most of it in Calgary and Saskatoon. I get hired by producers there. Yeah, and I actually love that process because i don't have to be super responsible for it's, it's kind of like, freeing I, for me yeah. it's like oh you just want this tired old guitar lick or whatever you know yeah. it's like it's actually kind of for me i feel like i can be super creative in a pretty narrow uh strict kind of mm-hmm. genre in a sense like yeah. mainstream country it's kind of like pop music with you know, certain instruments yeah and different kind of lyrics Themes, i mean yeah. the instrumentation now these days is it's Start, pretty starting, much like pop yeah. and rock, you yeah. know? Yeah, they're really starting to blend together. It's, yeah, one and the same. It's just the lyric content that's different. And so uh, Don Amaro, I picked him. He's a great local guy here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is his current single at Country Radio. I think it's the first time he's gone to Country Radio with a single. Yep. Even though he's had, uh, you know, quite a long prose. Uh, he's, he's had, I don't know, six records or something. Yeah. And uh, so this is a, a bit of a leap for him, but I, I feel like uh, this song means a lot to him and uh, and and it's a, written by some heavy duty writers in Nashville and I just had a really good time playing on it and it's something that I do a lot of and love doing. Wonderful. Awesome. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and listen to Church by Donna Mero. This is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash. I'm here with Murray Pulver. And now you are listening to Church. <laughs> Just see trees and weeds and dirt But I call it church It ain't nothing but a river a little place I float on an old John boat Might look like just a ride and reeling worms But I call it church 
church Some nights I sit out on the hood My old truck I look up And I feel like I could see the whole wide world Yeah, I stare at that full moon I drink a beer and breathe in the air And I thank him for the more than I deserve And I go to church It ain't no Sunday morning It ain't no preacher preaching But out here in the quiet I can hear him speaking to me Out where the wild things go Out on this country road The sun, the stars, and the Holy Ghost Back on the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. Still Ashley Binyaj, still Murray Pulver. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were just talking about um, me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> the most important. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we're almost on the show, but I just wanted to sneak in some um, songwriting advice from you because, uh, you like you said earlier, you're more of a collaborator. I feel so. Um, but uh, you've been doing a lot of mm-hmm. collaborating and songwriting. <laughs> yes. uh, so you most likely have learned some tips and tricks that you wouldn't hopefully mind sharing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, actually, I learned a whole lot about songwriting. I, I moved to Nashville for three years um, while I was in Doc Walker. And uh, uh, I had, I mean, you know, it can be a bit of a songwriting um farm down there almost the walmart of songs yeah. you know <laughs> uh in a sense uh, and and that's not always great but i did get to meet a lot of people who were fantastic who were more concerned about writing great songs than just like well somebody else you know keith urban's cutting this week maybe uh we could get a song to him you know it's yeah. like eh, that doesn't interest me well i mean the paycheck might but yeah. <laughs> but really like you know i, I really just I was there for, for myself and for the band to help get us, you know, learning about songwriting and just being better at, at the craft. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I got to write with several people and a guy named Daryl Brown, um, who's written many huge, huge songs. Uh, really all we did with him was, was have a conversation. We were complete strangers mm-hmm. and we had, 
all he wanted to do was get to know us. And so we had this conversation for several hours. And in the meantime, we didn't even realize, but a verse was being written, you know, just by throwing around, noodling on the guitar and singing different kind of melodies you know, every once in a while. And a lyric would pop. Oh, write that one down. That's pretty good. You know, and mm-hmm. and this it was all about getting to know our situations and who we were and what we were going through at the time. Uh, we managed to come up with a song called Stay Brave that was like it kind of. It was tied to all of us yeah. and just different things going on in our lives. And it was all out, out of conversation. And I realized it's like, well, some of the best songs come out of just conversation. If you force something, mm-hmm. if you've like, I said, I got this idea. It's like, uh, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. Quite often it doesn't work. I feel like it. The, the songs sometimes fall in your lap and sometimes just happen out of conversation or, you know, like – uh, that's how it, for me anyway, how it's worked best yeah. is just, uh, you know, um, letting it happen naturally. And if it doesn't, don't force it. You know, uh, a lot of people say, well, you got to finish the song or uh, you do learn by doing that. But, uh, you know, every little nugget has its, uh, has its time and place. And, and maybe it might seem like crap one day it could turn into gold the next you know what i mean it's just a matter of how you surround it and what you what you put around it mm-hmm. um lyrically and so uh yeah i just found that you know writing songs out of conversation was was the best for me mm-hmm. again it's kind of finding like for me as a collaborator uh, finding those people where there's uh we have a rapport and 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 uh and musical conversation can happen and also, you know, just uh, not being not afraid to be a goof and, and just say whatever. Like yeah. there's, there are no bad ideas, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just like kind of being a kid kind of I feel if you can find your inner child as a songwriter, you're golden. Yeah. Um, and, and not putting any restrictions on yourself. I, I, I speak like that only through the last um, couple of years I've been teaching uh, kids at the Broadway neighborhood center, uh, mm-hmm. mentoring them with the songwriting workshops awesome. and uh, yeah, I've become a kid again. So it's like, why can't I say that? Why can't I say, Hey, you know, I want to have a popsicle on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, you know, yeah. walking down Broadway. These, these kids just would say anything and I kind yeah. of, it would encourage that uh, to them. And then I was like, well, why am I not listening to the same advice I'm giving them? Like, it's it's just they weren't afraid to say anything, you know. And if you can continue that as a musician or artist, um, I think uh, a lot of great things will come out of it. Yeah. And so it's kind of just remembering that inner child and, and, and embracing mm-hmm. it. That being said, though, like. Being fearless, but are, there are, would you say that there are some restrictions at some point? <laughs> I, I would have maybe at some point. I don't think so. I mean, what's it, it, your audience is going to determine if it's a restri- if it should yeah. have been restricted yeah. or not. I guess they'll even put a label on it. Kind of like your, like your demographic, I guess, also comes into play. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who do you want to sing to? Like, yeah, you, you can technically sing anything, but yeah. well, your demographic. Right. Exactly. That. Yeah. Your demographic. And, but I, I've also, it's it's hard to when you start thinking like that then you're already thinking oh genre 
uh, brand, brand image yeah. business which uh, man i uh, that's so too bad we have to think about that because mm-hmm. <laughs> i really is, yeah. feel like if you could embrace your inner child like your the child's the limit the child's not thinking about the money you're gonna make with this one single that's gonna be on the album that's gonna be yeah. released on all of these social media. Yeah, yeah they're just like i want to write a good song yeah. and you know it's kind of funny like i heard this interview with uh one of the bjorns from uh <laughs> abba mm-hmm. maybe there's only one bjorn but he, some people was asked, it was some, I guess it was CBC or something. were asking him about songwriting and he, and, and they felt like, and they asked, why were you so successful as a songwriter? And he felt like it was because English was a second language to him. Um, he felt like a kid the whole time. And why can't he say, you know, on and on and on, keep on rocking baby till the night is yeah. gone. Like, it's just like, I, I personally like. If you, would you ever write that down? No, on paper? I would never. Well, too bad because he would have made a whole lot of money, yeah, right? right? You know? And like, what was I doing? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is he just it just was something that was kid like and and it's simple. It sang well and, and it was surrounded by a good melody and, and you know mm-hmm. and interesting production and stuff. And so uh, it, it's just kind of. Uh, I, I actually had a, a look at some of the best or biggest, I wouldn't say best, but biggest oh. songwriters these days, yeah. Swedish, There's, they get it. There's like, you yeah. know, like Max Martin. I mean, he's mm-hmm. written hits for everybody from That's true, actually. Now Kelly Clarkson. And there's huge teams uh, of songwriters. They're all Swedish. And it's like, I, I got to write with a, a guy who... Uh, Carl um, Utbult was his name. He's a Swedish songwriter. And he's had hits in Korea, uh, wow. you know, India, you name it. Like, he makes massive money. You've never heard of him. But he realizes that there's music everywhere in the world. And yeah. he just has figured out, like, he was in my living room and I was making him a coffee. And, and uh, I'd played this kind of riff while I was waiting for the coffee. And, and he's like, oh, I love that. It will be called... Uh, um, I was like, free at last. And I'm like, <laughs> turning up my nose and yeah. <laughs> kind like, of squinting okay, my head. Like, right. Free at last. I can't even write that down. Like, that's yeah. so cheesy. Well, we wrote it. I went with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody cut it. Like, it was ended wow. up being on somebody's record. Because it, it it was how it was surrounded, right? Yeah. Uh, like, musically and, and, and lyrically. And, and uh, it was just kind of freeing. I was just like, wow, this is cool. I can be a kid. And that's, and yeah, there you go. The Swedish songwriters are killing the planet. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, good or bad. <laughs> that's the lesson we'll take from that. Just move to Sweden and, there you go. and make yeah. Swedish it's friends. It's much like and, here, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thanks this has been me. wonderful. I feel like I've learned a lot. Oh, great. Um, and I, me too. It was really exciting to, to hear your story and how you got involved in the, in the um, community. Airing community and everything. Yeah, um, so if you want to come back and talk more, that'd be great. Love to. Uh, we can talk more about more music that you're working on. Maybe your stuff you're sure. working on right now. Sure. Um, so this last one we're going to listen to and close the show with called Foolish by uh, Clayton Connor. Clayton Connor. He's English. He's, He's English. Yeah. So yeah. I've been getting some calls uh, because I, I'll keep this short because I know we got to go. Mm-hmm. But um, 
from people in Britain because the Brothers Ladrith record is kind of Everywhere. doing well there. And um, and they're gaining a lot of fans there. And he was a fan of the record and said, do you want to collaborate on a couple tunes? And, and he has a studio, so he recorded some stuff there. I did stuff at home, sent it back and forth, back and forth. And Magic. this is a song. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. It's Ashley Binyash. Thank you so much, Marie Pulver, for Thank coming on to the much. show. Next week, we'll have our monthly music wrap-up the last of the year, and then we'll have a nice break during the holidays thanks for much for tuning in and now this is uh foolish, foolish. life ain't all sunshine or rainbows no it gets harder every day we're trying to survive Whatever it takes And I know the water It might get deeper And am I strong enough to swim Across this ocean I find myself in Just foolish Maybe I was blind Before we had was just a little more time Then maybe we could make it And things would be alright But I still say them anyway I know it's time to move on Whatever it takes Maybe I'm just foolish Maybe I was blind If all we had was just a little more time Just a little more time